It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Happy Halloween. The Rangers are three outs away from taking a commanding three games to one lead. In the World Series, the Kings and the Warriors tomorrow. No De'Aaron Fox. James Harden goes to the Clippers. Why anyone would want James Harden is beyond me. Chase Young from the Commanders to the 49ers. How about that as the 49ers try to solidify their pass rush and their defense? So those are some of the topics that we have going on on this uh, Halloween. Hope that you are doing well. If you want to get in on the program, all you need to do is hit that hand icon and we will do it. Uh, Listen, the Kings after tomorrow, you know, the two games against Houston and Portland, so they're catching a little bit of a break with the schedule. Uh, They they should be able to win those games, uh, even if De'Aaron Fox can't play. But tomorrow, you know, on the road uh, without Fox against this Warriors team, uh, is going to be very, very challenging indeed. But, you know, again, it, the Kings were very fortunate last year on the injury front. This year, not so much. You know, Trey Lyles is yet to play. You know, now all of a sudden, you're not going to have Fox for probably a couple of games. Now, De'Aaron's from Houston, and he loves, loves playing in his hometown. Okay? But... They're not going to mess around, I don't think, with Fox. Now, he he is a tough, tough, tough kid, all right? And he's going to do everything in his power to play. But this is a long season, and you need De'Aaron Fox at 100%. So keep your fingers crossed. Keep your fingers crossed uh, if you are a Sacramento Kings fan. You know, big win on Sunday. They got outscored coming down the stretch of regulation 9-2. to And they held on despite, you know, the Fox ankle in overtime and Sabonis not being on the floor because he had fouled out in regulation. That that was a big win, especially now uh, when you look at this game coming up tomorrow and no Fox. I'm not saying they can't win the game tomorrow. I just think it's uh, unlikely. That's the way I would phrase it. It is unlikely. Again, the 49ers, they get some help on the defensive front with uh, Chase Young, the – uh, the big trade yesterday, of course, was in the NBA, not the NFL, as uh, we go James Harden uh, from east to west. So those are your topics. I want to hear from you. Uh, come on with me. You can talk about the Kings, the NFL. The World Series, by the way, is the lowest rated World Series on record. How about that? I saw the ratings after game three, and I believe it was the lowest rated World Series game of all time. Think about that for a minute.
nobody watching the World Series, which is really indicative to me of Major League Baseball. They've lost so much of their audience. They've lost so much of their fan base. And yeah, you know, having Texas and Arizona, maybe not two the, the, the two hotbeds of Major League Baseball, particularly with the Diamondbacks and Arizona, but still the lowest rated World Series. I think that's more indicative of the sport of baseball now, more so than the markets. Now, if you had the Dodgers taking on the Astros, or you had two big markets, would that be different? Yes, somewhat. But I just think a lot of fans have said no uh, to baseball. So we'll see. But again, uh, the Rangers, three outs away from going up 3-1, and they can clinch it tomorrow uh, in Arizona and win the World Series. All right, what do you want to talk about? Who's going to be me be my leadoff person on this Tuesday, Halloween night? Huh? How about me deciding to do a show on Halloween night at 8 o'clock, right? With the World Series almost over. I thought, ah, I'll try something different. You know, I'm like, ah, I don't want to come on in the middle of the World Series. Come on at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock when, you know, a lot of the trick-or-treating is going on, parents taking the kids out. So I'm like, ah, you know what? Maybe we'll go 8 o'clock. We'll see how that works. So we'll see. You know, I'll stay on with you for a little bit. Uh, if nobody wants to talk, then I'll do a, a, a monologue, and then we'll wrap it up, and we will uh, see you tomorrow. Now, tomorrow, YouTube. All right, pregame, halftime, postgame. All right, we got that going on tomorrow, uh, the Kings and the Warriors. So make sure you join us on those shows. Jerry will join us as well uh, at halftime to break down the first 24 minutes. All right, why don't we say hello to the uh, world traveler, Rich. Hello, Rich, how are you, sir? <laughs> I'm doing good, Grant. How are you this evening? Uh, I'm good, thank you. Good. Hey, I just had to let you know I don't know if you remember, but I had told you that I was heading to Sacramento uh, this last weekend and took my yeah, yeah. Oldest, yes. yeah I took my oldest brother to the game on Sunday, and we sat uh, upper level, but right at half court, uh, right down, you know, on the low end, actually the ADA yeah. section, you know, because I'm still hobbling around a little bit, so I, my, my connection got me in there, so it was, it was amazing. <laughs> Good. And, uh, yeah, it was really awesome. And uh, anyway, did you make it out? The, I, did you make it out the Bennett's? Yes, sir. That's what I was just getting ready to tell you. I, I went to the West Side Grill, and I actually had had uh, I was had invited uh, four four friends uh, that live in Sacramento, and everybody loved it. And I took your recommendation of the Redfish because uh, I was like blackened fish, and it was yeah. it was awesome. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. That's great. But Happy I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah, what I really enjoyed about it, because I was telling my my guest, I says, you know, I says, as far as like starters, I, I go, you got to pick between the jalapeno cornbread and the artichoke dip, okay? <laughs> yeah, it, uh, you know, because I'm like, I'm looking at the menu, you know, I says, so I'm like, okay, because I'm buying dinner, right? He says, so you guys got to pick between one of the two, because I want one of the two, okay? But I'm going to give you a it. choice. Yeah. Anyway, this one 
one gal, she's my one my longtime buddy's daughter, and I took her and her husband and their little baby that's just about a year old. And uh, anyway, she says, I love artichoke dip. Anyway, so, okay, artichoke dip it is. And it was phenomenal. Oh, my God. Seriously, it was one of the best artichoke dips I've ever had. That's awesome. And, uh, love to hear yeah, so, Have you tried that? Have you tried the artichoke dip there? I, you know, I have not done the artichoke dip, but the next time I'm going, I'm ordering it based on your recommendation. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's it was it was phenomenal. So anyway, I just wanted to let you know that. And uh, uh, my gosh, you know what a great game Sunday. I mean, you know, I yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm I'm coming all the way from San Diego. We got to light the freaking beam tonight. You know. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, I didn't. I, I absolutely didn't love come it. all the way here not for that. And uh, hey, I love I'm, it. Now, where? Hey, all right. So, let me ask you a question. Where's your okay. next trip now? All right. You got back from uh, Buenos Aires. Where, where's yeah, the next New, trip? New, New Zealand for Christmas. Oh wow! New Zealand wow. for Christmas. Right. Yes, sir. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. Yeah, so, all right. Awesome. So we, yeah. So anyway, so that's the story. And uh, yeah, but but uh, I wanted to let you know my last three visits to Sacramento. I'm three for three. And and oh, uh, so so I'm I'm feeling like uh, I'm bringing I'm bringing them some love, you know, the old timer. There you go. I love it. Yeah, that's good so, stuff. Anyway, Rich. all right, buddy. Good chatting with you. Take care. And yep. uh, you have you a too. nice evening. All right. Yeah, you do the same. Good stuff there. On his way to New Zealand for Christmas for the holidays. Wow, good for him. Let's see, since I've been doing this Listen Up show, he was in Phuket. Then he went to Portugal. Buenos Aires, now going to New Zealand. Good for him. Go out and see the world. Absolutely. All right. Uh, again, a lot of things going on in sports with the trades with the Harden, the 49ers getting Chase Young, no Fox for the game tomorrow. We'll see how much time he will miss. Let's get to Jerry. Jerry, it's good to have you on the show. How are you, Jerry? I'm I'm fine, Grant. How are you? How are you, sir? I'm good, buddy. Good. Hey, Grant. You know what? I have a question for you. You know what? Uh, your podcast this morning about James Harden. Why? Yeah. You know why would any team want James Harden? The guy. The guy's a cancer to the league. When are people going to understand? When is uh, when is ownership of James going to understand? Why in the hell would you want this freaking guy on your team? Why? I can't answer that question, Jerry, uh, because I've been asking that question for multiple years now and every time i ask the question a team goes out and gets him and then they regret doing so so i'm with you i don't understand jerry makes no sense to me Ryan, do you think it's to put butts in the seats no uh-uh the clippers don't the clippers don't have an attendance problem philadelphia did not have an attendance problem so no it, it's not that no you know grant and you know, we all know that James Hearn is a good scorer, Grant. You know, but you know the guy falls in the in the postseason, and I just yep. don't. And I mean, I mean, there's you know, just like you said, you know, the NBA would be a lot better off when James Hearn is not no longer playing in the league. I don't, I don't understand it, Grant. And I don't want to go too much far far with this guy, but it's just you know, it just, it just. Puzzles me. It's just like, why? Why would the why? Why the hell would you want this guy on your team, Grant? I can't answer the question, Jerry. I I can't answer the question because I don't know. Grant, so with Darren Fox being out, Grant, who do you think is it going to be Malik Monk or is it going to be uh, Davion Mitchell that's going to take his spot? 
probably going to be Mitchell, but it's going to be by committee. I think you're going to have to have Mitchell on the floor tomorrow for defense and hope that he has a game where he can score a little bit. So that's the that's the direction I think they'll go in. Do you think the Kings can beat the Warriors tomorrow, Grant, without Darren Fox? No. Okay. I mean, let's put it this way. Do I, could they? Yes, I think that the chances are remote. I mean, a war, the Warriors are playing very well. Right. Uh, they got Draymond Green back. They're very, very good at home. And I don't see how the Kings are going to be able to score. Listen, Keegan Murray is going to have to have one of those 30-point games. Harrison Barnes is going to have one of those games. I mean, they could they could stay in the game. They could be competitive. But I just I, I don't like their chances. Listen, I don't think they would have won the game even with the Aaron Fox. But without Fox, I think it's going to be very, very challenging. I mean, could they do it? Yeah, of course they could, Jerry. It's sports. You know, you can always win as an underdog. But it's it, everyone's going to have to play an A game. That means Kevin Herter is going to have to, you know, not have a, a, a bad game. No one can have a bad game tomorrow. Everyone's got to play well. Grant, and you think that Kevin Herter, Grant, do you think he has his confidence back? I mean, he hit some big shots Sunday against – the Lakers, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, you know what? Just like you know, I, I think it was you or uh, Jerry said that. You know what? Just keep, you know, just keep shooting the shots. You know, they're about to fall sometime. You would think so. I'm not a believer that one game proves anything because to me, being a good professional is about consistency. So I think more important for Kevin Herter is for him to make his first shot. And I think if he makes his first shot, he tends to settle down. And for whatever reason, the, the basket looks bigger. Um, it seems to me that he loses his confidence quickly when he misses his first shot or two. So keep an eye on that tomorrow, whether he makes his first shot or not. And Grant, do you think Kagan Murray, Grant, you know, he has such a smooth shot, Grant. I think every shot that they, that guy takes, I think it's going to go in. I mean, uh, it, you know, is that taught in college or is that taught for the coaches that are teaching them how to shoot the ball? Mm, I think he was a good shooter coming out of college. So to me, it goes back before that. But I don't know if you were watching Mike Brown the other night, but he made it very clear that he wants Keegan to shoot the ball every single time he's open. Yeah, And if not, he, and if not he's going to come out of the game. Grant, he was pissed when he passed open that shot. He oh, he was hella pissed. I mean, you saw that on on. Yep. He was pissed big time. Yep, yep. I mean, he's a good player, and he's only in his second year. He's only going to get better. But Mike Brown has given him the green light. When you are open, shoot the ball. So I I would expect him. He's going to shoot the ball a lot in the game tomorrow. Now, one thing that you got to also understand now without the Aaron Fox. And I would assume he's going to miss more than just one game. The Kings have to be they, – they, they, they need a stretch of luck here with Houston and Portland not to have any more injuries during this stretch because these are games you absolutely have to win once you get past tomorrow, all right? You, you absolutely have to win both games against Houston and the Portland game, and you better hope that there are no more injuries. Grant, they're saying something today. I don't know if this affects uh, – uh, uh, they were saying that uh, Mike Bibby is going to be on the Kings pregame show. Does that mean that uh, that the other guy is out? Uh, mean I have guy? no idea. I don't know anything about it. I don't know. I I don't know. Um, I didn't even know that that Mike Bibby is going to be on the yeah yeah the pregame show. 
Well, you know what? They're probably uh, they're probably trying to figure out a way to compete with what I'm doing on YouTube, and so they're bringing in other people. <laughs> Grant, they're probably listening to your show, saying, "You know, well, we need to get this guy out of here." The, you know, the so-called the guy that called you a, a closet racist. Seriously. Oh my God. Well, right? uh, he's he, he's living proof that anybody can get a job in television. <laughs> Grant, uh, what do you think about the Niners pickup today? I like it. I like Chase Young. Now, his issue, Jerry, has been, you know, staying on the field and being healthy. But when he's on the field, I mean, he's a hell of a player. You know, he, he gave up, a, what, a mid-round pick to get him. Yeah. I like it. I've been very disappointed with how the 49ers have played on defense. And you can say all you want about their turnovers, but – their defense to me was supposed to be as good as any in football and right. their defense has not showed up the last few weeks. Their defense has been horrible. They can't get off the field. I mean, they allowed the Vikings 452 yards of offense without Justin Jefferson on the field. No, I mean, you can't do that. They didn't even come close to Kirk Cousins. And I'll tell you, I've been very, very disappointed in Nick Bosa. You know, he held out all of camp. He got the money and the guy's been invisible this year. And Nick Bosa's got to play a lot better. Grant, when the Niners come off this bye week, you know, how do you think they're going to respond to the playing the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars? You know, Grant, you know, they've, you know, Jacksonville has, has been playing well. And I'm just, you know, what, yep. you know, you know, this season can go from, you know, just, just a few weeks ago, hey, the, everyone's talking about the Niners. Everyone's talking about Brock Purdy. Oh, my God, this and that. And now, for three straight losses now, you know, oh, pretty sucks. You know what, Grant? You know what? Listen, you know what? Guys need to go out there. They need to step it up. They need to play better. You know, yep. you can't blame, Grant, you can't blame the coaches. They have the game plan. You know, it's it's not the coach's fault. I don't think it is, Grant. What do you think? Well, I do know one thing. Uh, Steve Wilkes' defense does not look like uh, Ryan's defense last year. But I would say this. Okay, their personnel is good. I'm with you. The players have to play better. There's no question about that. This this is the same team and the same personnel that embarrassed the Dallas Cowboys a couple of weeks ago. And it was like men uh, against boys, no pun intended. Right. And I don't know what happened to that team. You know, the Cleveland the Cleveland game was one of those games, but the, there's the, the way they played against the Vikings, inexcusable, okay? Inexcusable. And they lost to a good Cincinnati team. So I, I can live with that. But the way they played against the Vikings – Without Justin Jefferson, a team that's not very good, that's inexcusable. Yeah, Grant, but then again, too, Grant, the way the Niners have been playing, you know, they should have won that game against uh, they should have won the game against Cleveland, you know, with the misfigal yep. at, yep. at the end and that uh, hit yep. that they were saying they always helmet to helmet. You know what? I mean, you know what, Grant, maybe this will wake up the Niners and you know what? Stop reading your press clippings, go out there and play. Grant, if the Niners are if if they're healthy with uh, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Trent, do you see yep. them? Do you see them making any kind of run, Grant? Yeah, I think they have a, a tremendous team. So yes, I, I, their, their personnel is there to make a run. No question about that. And I think it's a perfect time to have a week off. Yeah, you know, I think it's a perfect time to to regroup and you know get get back on track. So yes, I think they're still as good. You know, is any team in the NFC when they are playing to their capability? Yes, I do. Grant, with three straight losses, you know, that the Niners have had, what is the mindset? What is the coach? What is Coach Shanahan telling his players when this time off? What is he telling? I don't them? think he's telling. I don't think he's telling them anything. I think he's showing. I think they're they're having a lot of a lot of film sessions 
And that, that's he's they're going over all of the mistakes in, in their film sessions. That's what I think they're doing. And Nick Bosa, Grant, you know, with this new guy coming on now, that's going to give him some kind of help. What do you think Nick yep. Bosa's thinking, Grant? You know, he signed this mega contract in the offseason, and, you know, he had one a half a tackle, all right, in the last game. It's just like, what the hell's going on here? Where's Nick Bosa? Where's he at? Well, I, I, I don't know. He's been invisible. That's I've mentioned this now for a couple of weeks. He has been not playing up to his level of uh, expectation, uh, and, and he needs to start playing that way because, you know, he, as he goes – Goes to 49ers defense. Right. He has to play significantly better. Grant, how much do you think that the Niners are missing Williams and Debo Samuel? Well, I think they're missing Trent Williams uh, more than anyone on the field. I think he is a key element to that offense and particularly Brock Purdy. So I, I think not having Trent Williams on the floor on the field is huge. Absolutely huge. Grant, one more thing. Do you think that the issues that Brock Purdy has been having, and um, do you think that carries from game to game? What do you mean by that? Meaning that uh, he's been throwing in, throwing interceptions, this and that. Do you, do you think it um, it plays in his mind that, oh, God, you know what, I have to do this, I have to do that, with the game that he had just last time, back-to-back interceptions from back, back-to-back plays. Do you think that he thinks about that? Yeah, I mean, of course he thinks about it, but I mean, the, the, the Hall of Fame quarterbacks have thrown, you know, interceptions on back-to-back plays. I, I was, you know, looking at a post by Kurt Warner on social media. He said, hey, you know, Brock Purdy's still playing very well. Right. All quarterbacks will throw interceptions from time to time. So I'm not that worried about Brock Purdy. His body of work's been really good. Yes, the, you, you, you can't turn the ball over, but Christian McCaffrey's been turning the ball over. How do you explain that? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it, it's it's a team thing. It's collective. This this team is still really good. They just have to get back to doing what they do best, and I believe they will coming out of the bye. And you know, Grant, uh, you know what? Um, I told the guys at work today. I'm like, look, you know what? I was not surprised that Cincinnati won that game. You know what? Burroughs is getting healthy. The team's getting healthy. You know, that's the team that I expected Cincinnati to be. You know what? Grant, we all know that they are a, a good team. You know what? Granted, do I wish that, that they would struggle against the Niners? Yes. But you know what? That's the team that Cincinnati is. Like I said, Burrow's, you know, Burrow's getting healthy. That team's getting healthy. So, you know what? I mean, I, I wasn't too upset with them losing that game, but just the way that they lost that game, Grant. Jerry, does your dog not realize that you and I are having a conversation and it's been barking <laughs> intermittently throughout this call? I mean, does your Grant, dog not realize that, Jerry? Grant, she is going through some health issues. She has some con- oh. uh, uh, she has congestive heart failure, and uh, oh, well. uh, but you know what? She's almost twelve, Grant, and you know what? It's going to be the saddest day when I have to put her down. Yeah, and I'm uh, sorry, but, buddy. Yeah. No, no, buddy. I mean, it's it's you know what? You know, she's had a good freaking life, Grant, and I'm just like you know, I'm trying to keep her here, honey, buddy. I'm I'm trying to keep her here as long as I can. And yep. uh, you know what, but I hear you. You, know what? you and I, you know, you and I and her, you know, we we'll love listening to, to your show. Uh, keep up the good work, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Take care. Right. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress 
We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, switch therapist anytime for no additional charge get it off your chest with better help visit betterhelp.com slash grant today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p.com slash grant hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, if you want to get in on the program, all you need to do is uh, raise your hand. Always good when uh, we can talk with uh, Jerry and we covered a lot of things right there. I think the 49ers personnel are still very deep, very good. Almost all teams now in the NFL go through lows. I mean, look at Kansas City last week. Buffalo went through a low. Miami. I mean, we can we can go on and on. All right. It 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 happens. I just don't think there are any great teams in the NFL anymore. I think there are good teams to very good teams. But there aren't these like invincible teams. Maybe we thought the Niners were that when they were five and zero, but clearly they're not. Okay, again, look at what Kansas City did. Why did Kansas City lose to Denver? Because they turned the ball over what five times? Well, you know, it doesn't really matter who you're playing in the NFL. If you turn the ball over that many times, you're going to lose. It's just the way it is. Every team in the league has seemingly bad losses, with maybe the exception so far of Philadelphia, but. That's probably coming at some point. I mean, uh, when I mean bad losses, I'm talking about a loss where you had a Kansas City-Denver type of a game. I mean, they, that, that's how I look at it, all right? That's how I look at it. All right, again, if you want to get in on the program, uh, raise your hand. If not, we'll wrap it up. We'll uh, wish you a, a happy Halloween, and don't forget about tomorrow and everything that's going on on YouTube. All right, Dorian, how are you, sir? Grant, I'm doing so awesome, man. It's a pretty late show tonight, but uh, we're we're glad. Yeah, I was, I was, you know, Halloween night, and then the World Series. I figured I'd come on after the game, so we mixed it up a little bit. What can I do for you, buddy? Of course, brother. I appreciate you as always for all the Kings content. I know, Grant, earlier in the show you were talking about, uh, you know, and I think you mentioned this probably in your podcast or a couple shows back, but you were anticipating this World Series to be one of the lowest ratings than it has been. Do you think baseball? is like uh we won't probably won't see in our lifetime but do you think baseball is a dying sport i don't know if i would say dying sport but it's a sport that is in trouble yeah i I don't i don't don't think baseball will ever go away uh particularly on the world stage i mean if you look at baseball 
in the World Baseball Classic and the yeah. other countries. Latin America. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, you know, down in the Dominican and over in Korea and Japan. And, you know, baseball is not a dying sport, but Major League Baseball is a sport that is in trouble. Okay, sure. I'll put it to you that way. Not dying, but it's in trouble. Yeah, I feel like, you know, the NBA, the NFL, you know, they, they've done a, a lot more job, a better job of, of um, just increasing more awareness in regards to, you know, different markets. Right. I feel like yep. you know, I think this year MLB has, you know, has increased or has um, made the rules a little bit better. Right. With the pitching count, all these other different things. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I think the NBA, especially in the NFL, I think those are the two leading sports that are always kind of like innovative in regards to keeping more attention um, to those two different sports. But, yeah, um, I, I wanted to come on here, Grant, ask you, I feel like Sabonis the last three games has had a quiet. Um, I agree. Quiet, dominant. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say dominant, but, I mean, he's averaging close to 18 points a game, 15 rebounds. You know, you're going to get a double-double from him mostly every night. But I feel like just his last three games, he hasn't been as dominant as I would like to see. What are your thoughts on that? I agree with you, and I think part of that is Keegan Murray's much more involved in the offense this year, and Mike Brown yeah. wants him shooting the ball a lot more, which means there's less touches for Sabonis. So I think that's part of it, Dorian. Yeah, I would definitely agree. I, I got to go to opening night against the Warriors. That was, my, that was my first opening night since the blackout game, I believe, in 2011 against the Lakers. Wow. So that was I was a sophomore in college. So that was really cool, you know, being a lot older now, being a little bit more financially stable to where I could, you know, go to these games. So had really good seats behind the behind the the, the basket. I like sitting in section 112, um, kind of to the side. I, I just feel like it's a really good view. But I was really grateful to go to that game. Um Obviously, I would really wish where the Kings would have come out with a win, um, but you know it is—it's a new season, and I'm and I'm and I'm grateful. Yeah. Doing one, and uh, it's part of sports. Hey, you know what? You're right, and that, the reason why we love sports so much, and why we love going to the games is, or wh why we watch it. If we knew the outcome of the games, we probably wouldn't be as invested, right? We don't know the outcome of the game, and that's why. That's why we love sports. We don't know what's going to happen, and not only do we not know who's going to win, but we don't know if we're going to see one of the great performances in the history of a, a sport door. And I always talk about, you know, the game I did in the middle of the season years ago with the Kings and the Warriors and the Kings were a bad team. They weren't going anywhere. Yeah. And, you know, I was witness to Clay Thompson scoring 37 points in one quarter, which yeah. that will never happen again. It'd be like you go into a baseball game and you watch a perfect game or a no hitter. Well, you had no idea that that was something that was going to transpire while you were at the game, but it's something you'll remember forever. I'll remember that third quarter by Clay Thompson for the rest of my life. And I, I feel so blessed not only to have been announcing that third quarter, but to be there and just watch it in person. I mean, you know, Dorian, that's the beauty of sports. You just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, totally. And you've been blessed in your, throughout your career, you know, as a child and, and, and professionally too, to see oh. so many amazing games and have so many oh. different memories with your kids and colleagues. Yep. And stuff like that. That's really, really amazing. I wanted to ask you, Grant, um, for, I know the, the NBA has so, and, and the NFL, MLB, they have so many different resources for players and stuff like that. But can you give us some insight on what happens when someone gets traded? What, what I mean by that is like, do they have to – are they on their own in, as far as setting up their own housing or, like, how, how does that work? No. No. The team uh, normally will uh, – they have a hotel that a player can stay in for a – I think a period of time of 30 days. Okay. And they have people that will then help them uh, get housing 
that work for the team. So no, that's all taken care of. The player uh, very rarely has any issues when they are traded. All that, everything's taken care of for them. That's what I figured. Are are certain teams? I know there was a like a conversation about Chad Ochocinco uh, a while back that I heard that where he was able to he wanted to save money and he was able to stay at the facility. Are there certain teams that allow players to stay at facilities or no? Or is that I've never heard of I've never heard of that. I've never heard of a player staying at a facility. Never oh, wow. in all my years of being in sport, I've never heard of that before. Yeah. I've never sure. seen it either. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I heard Chad Ongesico say something about that because he wanted to save money financially. Um, but I have a really funny story. In college, we had this, you know, I was I'm a Sigma Chi and Alpha Phi had the most attractive females, but nonetheless, we had a really good friend who hung out with the Sigma Chi's a lot, and yep. she, she told us a story where she went out one night and she hooked up with one of the Kings players, um, Eric Moreland, <laughs> and Eric took her to the Kings practice facility, and you know I don't know what happened after that, or but I guess he took well, her. Well, I, I will just tell you right now um, that is forbidden, and. It's probably why he had a very short career. Sure. Um, so the, the practice facility is off limits, okay, unless you have permission from the general manager to take someone in. And very and, and, and most of the time, that uh, you will not be granted permission. The practice facility is off limits uh, to family members, to friends unless you ask ahead of time and you just can't go into the, I mean, listen, if you're on the Kings, you can go to the practice facility at three in the morning to work out, totally to shoot. And a lot of buddy Hield used to do that all the time. And other players used to go in at midnight, one in the morning and they used to get a workout in. That's fine. That's permissible. And also just so you were aware, and I don't know what it was like when Eric Moreland played, but now, Everything is computerized. Yeah. So the team knows when you are entering the building. Sure. Okay. That everything is on video. All your workouts, all of your shooting is recorded. Every shot you take in the facility is being recorded. Totally. Okay. Everything. So as far as taking a person that does not belong to the facility now, you would never get away with that. Everything yeah. is documented. Everything is on camera. When Eric Moreland played, probably the security was a little lax, and uh, but still, that's just stupid on his part. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, no, I'm just saying the, 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 that that is just stupidity. All right, it, it, I, I, I'm surprised to even hear that, but that's just stupid on his yeah, part. We all got a good laugh out of it when she told us. Uh, she's like, "Yeah, he took us. He took me to the Kings practice facility back when it was Power Bounce Pavilion, obviously." And uh, we were like, oh, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised they they let you in. Or I figured maybe, oh, well, he's actually maybe he might be staying there. But I was like, why would anybody no, no, no. that's not an NBA player be allowed to do that? Uh, there's no way. <laughs> well, I, I, I will tell you that um, he probably got caught and was reprimanded. And, and, and again, why he probably had such a short career. Sure. So, yeah. listen, nothing surprises me anymore when I hear stories. But then I ask myself, what on earth are you thinking? And it's just <laughs> stupidity. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you so much for taking my call, Grant. Uh, I'm excited to see the King's Warriors tomorrow and uh, watch some of your content. Thanks so much, everyone. Good night. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it, Dorian. Take care. All right, let's get to uh, Zach right here on Listen Up. Hi, Zach. Hey, Grant. Long time no talk. I don't think I've called in since like August or so, something like that. Um, 
anyways, two things. Uh, first of all, the whole thing that uh, Dorian was saying about the Eric Moreland, just for just out of curiosity. So, like, for example, could Darren Fox bring in his wife and kid? Yes, he can bring his wife into the practice facility if he talks to the general manager, okay, and says, listen, um, you know, I need to bring my wife with me. Uh, yes, if he has permission to do so. But he couldn't just do it unannounced. You know, like if he wanted to go and bring his wife into the practice facility, um, he would he would have to get permission, okay? And it would, in all likelihood, be granted. The practice facility at the Golden One Center is huge. There's a lot of areas where a family member could go and hang out while De'Aaron is at practice. You know, it's it's so so yes, but you, you, they don't have an open door policy where all players can bring their family members into the facility. No, you can't do that. That's not allowed. So- so player can only bring in like a family member, not a friend. It has to be family related. You're saying, Zach, it's a work environment. It's a practice environment. Players just can't bring in their family members whenever they want. Okay, it is a it is a player's domain. Okay, and in order to be able to do that, you would have to ask permission with the general manager, Monty McNair, and go, listen, um, would it be okay if I bring so-and-so into the practice facility tomorrow or today, okay? And based on so the I- request and who, who it is, Monty McNair would either say yes or no. Gotcha. And then on the whole James Harden situation, I mean, he has expiring contract, Kawhi, George, and Westbrook all expiring. Do you think the Clippers is almost like just an all-in or nothing? Is the kind of situation that yes. they're going for? Yes, I think that's exactly and, what they're doing. And Grant, like at the end of this, just say it's a first round exit. What do you even see happening with that team? Do you see any of those four stars resigning, or are they all going their separate ways? I don't have a crystal ball any more than you do, but I would say the latter. I'd say going their separate ways. But I, again, I, I don't know. Right now, it's very difficult to say. But I do agree with you about what the Clippers are doing. They have an, they have a player in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George that doesn't have a lot of tread left on their tire, and they're thinking, okay, let's roll the dice and try to win it right now. That's exactly what they're trying to do. I mean, the whole thing with them trading for Harden, I mean, yeah, Harden's a really huge headache of the league. I mean, you, would you say if Harden had like two or three years on his deal, do you think then they would probably shy away from it? or Probably. <laughs> like the- probably. Yeah, I don't. I I would say so. I don't think James Harden is nearly as good as he used to be. So that's part of it as well. You know, I think James Harden, who was you know the most prolific scorer in the NBA for a period of time, I don't think he's that player anymore. I mean, do you even see him on a roster at the beginning of next season, or is that just? Well, he 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 won't be on a roster at the beginning of next season if he pulls an act in L.A. the way he did in Philadelphia, Brooklyn, or Houston then I think he would be basically cutting his own throat pretty much. I, I don't, but but I got to believe that he'll figure out a way to get paid for next year and beyond. So, well, you know, time will tell, Zach. Gotcha. Thank you for your time. Hey, Zach, good hearing from you, buddy. Good hearing from you. You know, again, as far as, you know, I, I want to make sure I'm very clear on the 
etiquette as it pertains to practice facilities and everything. It's not customary for players to bring family members to practice. Okay. As a matter of fact, in all the practices that I was at, I don't ever recall a family member being at practices more than very infrequently. Now, I know with Mike Bibby, you know, he had his team dime. And they used to be around a lot. And it was, I don't want to say an issue, but it became too much. And I believe that it was curtailed. And not that the individuals that hung around Mike were bad people. Or that's not the point I'm trying to make. The point, the point I'm making here is it's a player's domain, okay? It's a work environment, all right? It's not a recreational club. You know, it's not, hey, let's bring my buddies in and let's get a workout in. You know, it's not lifetime fitness, okay? All right? It's not 24-hour fitness. It is a professional work environment, and a practice facility is for the players, okay? It's not for the wives. It's not for the girlfriends. It's not for your brother. It's not for your sister. You understand the point I'm trying to make? You know, players don't bring family members to work, okay? <laughs> That's just not the way it, it, it goes. Now, in the offseason, before you have a controlled environment, by controlled, I mean with the coaches and players, yeah, I can see a player going down to the practice facility and taking their significant other to hang out because there's really nothing going on. I, I could see that. But once the season is going on, no. No, that does not happen. Not to the best of my knowledge. Not to the best of my knowledge. And trust me, I was at a lot of practices, and I, I, I didn't see that. I did not see that. Uh, I did see at times um, you would have, if a player was injured and was getting treatment, then yes, there was very often a family member with that individual because that individual couldn't drive, okay? So, I mean, there are circumstances when it would be appropriate to have a family member with you to get to and from the facility if your injury prevented you from driving. So, I mean, there are circumstances where it would be permissible and make sense. But as far as just, hey, come to practice with me and hang out and work, no, that didn't happen. All right, tomorrow, pregame, halftime, postgame, over on YouTube. Happy Halloween, everybody. You take care. Thanks very much for joining us on this Tuesday night. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.